West Middle School, Mr. Garvelink here today. Hey, before we start, I want you to think about something. This is one of my favorite uh, quotes. Guys, no matter where you go, there you are. Think about that one for a second. Ponder that. Guys, great to be here. Man, Chapter 8 just got me all fired up. I'm, you know, I'm so excited about this. I'm doing push-ups. I'm doing sit-ups. Man, I'm, hey, life is good right now. Hey, today we're talking about Chapter 8, Section 7, the three-fifths compromise. If you remember the last time that we talked, we were talking about the issue of slavery and how slavery really, really was a thorn in the side for the delegates at the convention because people had strong feelings about it. You had Southerners who depended on slave labor for their economy. You had Northerners who didn't really agree with slave labor. And so it, there was this division within the 13 states. Okay, Now, the issue that we were talking about in the last podcast was, should slaves be counted as part of a state's population? Because if you remember, going back to the Great Compromise, in the Great Compromise, the legislative branch, Congress, had two houses. In the Senate, all states were equal. No big deal. But in the House of Representatives, a state's population okay, determined how many votes they would get. So, Obviously, southern states wanted slaves to be counted as part of their population because that would give them more votes in Congress. Now, northerners, as we know, oppose this because this would clearly give the southern states more votes. Southerners demanded it. And in a few times throughout the convention, a few of the southern states uh, actually argued that they would leave the convention. If that would have happened, that would have been very problematic. Now, eventually they were able to compromise Remember, we talked about compromise is key in any relationship. Okay, you got to be willing to compromise when you get into a larger group of people, and that's exactly what the delegates did. The comp compromise that was made eventually became known as the Three Fifths Compromise. And here's what the Three Fifths Compromise was first off, it was presented by James Madison. And to keep the northern and southern states happy, they both agreed that slaves would be counted as three fifths of a person. They're like saying, hold on, Mr. Garland, what do you mean, bro? They're going to take a slave and, you know, cut them in a little bit over half? No, absolutely not. We're only talking for population. So for population purposes only, when counting a state's population, a slave would be counted as three-fifths of a person. Now, this kept the southern states happy because at least they were getting some credit for the slaves in their states. Okay. This also appeased the northern states because slaves were not being counted as a full person. Now, make no mistake about it. If the north had their choice, they would have said, do not count slaves for anything. And on the flip side, southerners, if they had their choice, would have said, we'll count slaves as a full person. But they eventually agreed to count them as three-fifths of a person when counting a state's population. Now, Slavery continued to cause problems at the convention. And in 1787, several states began to outlaw the slave trade. That was the importation of slaves, meaning bringing slaves from Africa into uh, North America. So many states started to ban it. They outlawed it. By that, I mean slavery wasn't necessarily illegal, but bringing slaves into the country was most delegates, especially from the northern states, agreed or favored that the slave trade should end altogether. Okay, Now, those in the southern states were upset about this, and they flat out said, we will not approve any constitution if slavery is banned. So again, they had to go back to the drawing board and come up with a compromise to keep the convention moving forward. First off, what they agreed upon in uh, the convention was this. Congress 
would be able to control the slave trade, meaning how many slaves were coming into the country. But there were two limitations on that. First, Congress could not place any tax on exports. So any of the things that were being exported as a result of slave labor, Congress could not tax them because that would clearly favor the northern states and almost discriminate against the southern states. And secondly, Congress could not interfere with the slave trade for 20 years, meaning this. They basically tabled the issue of slavery for 20 years. They knew it was going to be something that people were very passionate about, and therefore they tabled it for 20 years. They also added something called the Fugitive Slave Clause. And this kept the Southern states happy because the Fugitive Slave Clause allowed slaves to be returned to their owners, even if these runaway slaves went into free territory. So if a slave escaped from the South, went to the North, went into a free state, if they were captured, they would be returned to their owner. As you can see, this compromise kept the convention moving forward. Now, you have to realize, though, with Congress not touching the issue of slavery for 20 years, all they're really doing is putting a Band-Aid on this massive wound. Okay, They know eventually this issue of slavery could potentially divide the nation. And we'll see that it, later on this year, it eventually will. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.